Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So a friend of mine uh, just texted me um, and said, so um, what do you think of the Quinn hire? I'm not excited about it. I would have preferred McDonald or Vrabel. Do you have any insider info? Skins look amateurish. This is the narrative out there on this Quinn hire. It drives me nuts. Um, again, what happened, I think, more than anything else over the last two weeks is that the perception that Ben Johnson was a done deal was not matching up with the reality, uh, and everybody became disappointed when they couldn't combine the number one GM, young GM, with the number one young offensive assistant. Um, that's not where they were behind the walls in Ashburn. I think they were very impressed with Mike, with Dan Quinn, excuse me, uh, right from the jump. Uh, joining us right now, uh, and I call, I, I DM'd him to, to, to have him on the show because I read this story that Brian Nemhauser, who has a Seahawks blog called Hawk Blogger, uh, by the way, you can follow Brian on Twitter, at Hawk Blogger. He wrote a story titled, Dan Quinn 
is better than you think, almost suggesting that Seattle didn't get it right with McDonald, that they should have hired their former defensive coordinator. So Brian joins us right now, courtesy of our BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Brian, thank you so much. I read your story. I don't know how I found it. I think somebody sent it to me, but it was really thorough, really well done. Uh, summing it up for everybody who hasn't read your story about Dan Quinn being better than you think, why is Dan Quinn better than some think? Yeah, Kevin. First, thanks for having me, and uh, good morning. Uh, yeah, it, this was written from a you know fan of, of the Seahawks' perspective or, or someone who's involved with the Seahawks' fan base, and this was before the Mike McDonald hire, and really there was a pretty strong reaction to this notion of, uh, Dan Quinn just being a an uninspiring hire, and uh, that for me was was very reactionary, and I think pretty reductive based on uh, his track record and resume. I think a lot of people have some recency bias after a admittedly awful showing by the Cowboys defense in the playoffs against uh, the Packers. But if you go and you look back at uh, really coaching history in the NFL, there are a lot of the greats that get it wrong the first time and get it right the second time. And Dan Quinn, someone who in a lot of ways got it right the first time. There are not a lot of uh, coaches in their first go around that make a Super Bowl at all, let alone take a team that was, you know, four and 12, six and 10 to the Super Bowl two years into their tenure. And this is a guy who has worked under some of the best. He worked under Nick Saban in Miami. He worked under Pete Carroll. He has a really long and proven tenure on the defensive side of the ball. And more importantly, this is a guy that I think hired arguably the best staff of any first-time coach in maybe the last decade. Um, That included Kyle Shanahan, which I I know Washington fans know well, who was not a – like, he was not – the Kyle Shanahan reputation wise that he is now. And excellent. Dan Quinn gets a lot of credit for that. Yeah. Excellent point. And I pointed that out earlier is that coming off the Cleveland thing, Kyle was not the hot OC candidate. Uh, And he put together a staff that included both Lafleur's included um, uh, uh, Kyle Shanahan and included uh, the Dolphins head coach uh, on that staff, including Raheem Morris is the D coordinator. Yep. Uh, Jeff Ulbrich, who's up in New York. Uh, it was a stacked, stacked staff. Um, and, and these are guys like, look, uh, they were a package deal. Uh, Dan Quinn and Kyle Shanahan, they'd already picked each other to work with. And one of the things that Dan Quinn uh, admitted at that point is being someone who is defensive oriented and a, a real tactician on that side of the ball, he understood what made offensive play callers hard to deal with and hard to defend. And he identified that in Kyle Shanahan where other people weren't seeing it. So I think there's reason to believe that he can do that again after he's had some time to reflect on his first experience as a head coach. Can you just, you know, expand a little bit on they came as a package deal? You know, we didn't follow that closely, uh, uh, in Atlanta, I'm talking about you did is Quinn, you know, left and uh, then came back um, as a head coach eventually in Atlanta. Um, did Arthur Blank essentially hire both Dan and Kyle as a package deal? 
Uh, no, it was more that Dan Quinn, uh, he identified Kyle Shanahan as the guy he was bringing over even before the, you know, um, I think his first press conference in Atlanta, you know, he was already pretty clear. This was the guy that w- he was his first hire and, uh, he was pretty open about that. So Dan, a lot of these coaching candidates, they've identified their staff well before they get their next job. And it's part of the interview process. So, you can bet that, that the owner knew coming in that that, that that was someone that Dan wanted to bring along with him. All right, so one of the reasons you believe that Dan Quinn is better than maybe some think, you know, we've heard the term retread here in Washington. Ron Rivera, too, is a popular sentiment among many of the fans. Um, his ability to hire a staff you talked about in – Atlanta. What else do you think makes Dan Quinn better than people think? Well, you know, uh, Dan Quinn is uh, in every place that he has been a defensive coordinator. Coordinator, he has had a top five defense. You know, by advanced metrics, uh, I don't know how much your listeners DVOA. follow things like DVOA, but yep. but he is he has built great defenses wherever he's gone. He also has done so by not doing the same scheme. He took Pete Carroll's scheme to to Atlanta, but he's adapted to what he's done in Dallas with a different scheme. Um, And despite this, you know, recent uh, story about him not being able to handle the Shanahan uh, coaching tree on the offense, this is a guy that just last year his defense held Mike Shanahan or Kyle Shanahan's uh, offense to 19 points in the playoffs. And then the year before held them to 23 points. And in almost all the games that people are like holding that defense accountable, Dak Prescott was throwing two interceptions, three interceptions. The offense was having four turnovers, three turnovers. And I think that that misses, I think the broader scheme. I think you also have to point out that against Sean McVay, who's another wonderkin offensive play caller, He's held that tree in check. Uh, Rams, 20 points this year, 10 points the year before. Uh, held the Vikings uh, last year to three points. So he has demonstrated that this is a guy that really understands that side of the ball and therefore also has the ability to um, you know, help defensive line. As a defensive line coach, in every place he's been, he has found ways to ac- accentuate defenders on the line and to bring great guys in, Grady Jarrett in Atlanta, Micah Parsons in Dallas. So I don't know that Ron Rivera has that kind of track record um, on one side of the ball. Yeah, I want to point out to to those that, that, that didn't follow that. There's been some criticism of Dan Quinn's ability to match up against the Shanahan coaches, the Mike Shanahan tree coaches uh you know and this year obviously the last impression not a good one because they were absolutely torched you know 41 offensive points Dak didn't play well but that was a defensive loss earlier this year 42 to 10 at San Francisco but as Brian pointed out they destroyed the Rams uh in Dallas and by the way I think there were defensive touchdowns uh in that Mm -hmm. game as well um, there, there have been a lot of defensive touchdowns in Dallas the last few years. And you pointed out that in the previous playoff matchup, specifically against Kyle, last year the 19-12 to game in Santa Clara, the year before the wild card round game in Dallas, he did an excellent job defensively, and it was more about what Dallas's offense didn't do. 
Yeah, and look, there is, there is, Kevin, there's always risk in head coach hires. We all know that. They often don't last that long. But while everyone, we are certainly, you know, in Seattle, very excited about Mike McDonald, there's risk because you've never seen this guy actually do the whole CEO job of being a head coach and lead a whole team and manage a whole staff and make all the decisions you have to make week in, week out. Dan Quinn, that's not, a, that's not a risk. This guy is already someone who has been a leader, is respected, has done it time and again. So your risks are different here. Your risks are more, can he fill out uh, his offensive staff uh, the same, like, to the same level he did before? Can he bring his defensive excellence here and, and upgrade that? I don't think that those are huge risks. And so, uh, you know, I understand why people are potentially not as excited and never feels good to know that you maybe got your second or third choice. But I think there's a lot of reasons to believe Dan Quinn could end up being one of the best hires of this class. Yeah, and you pointed something out earlier that we talked about. The the idea of retread is it's got such a negative connotation and yet there are there's just a a long long list of coaches that when they were hired may have been referred to as retreads and they went on to have much better second acts than they did first acts. Uh, you know, just, you know, Andy Reid is an example just in terms of the coaches coaching um, in the Super Bowl time, you know, Pete Carroll, you had one uh, in yep. Seattle, um, you know, when check. he was hired there. Uh, but the list goes, you know, we, I went through the, the whole list yesterday. Actually, you had two of them. You had Holmgren and you had K- Pete Carroll. You guys hired two retreads and they both did well. Yeah, I mean, as you said, uh, it sounds like you've went, gone through the list. Bill Belichick's certainly on that list. Mike yeah. Shanahan certainly on that list. Um, and look, as much as everybody loves these young offensive minds, Sean McVay's got one ring, and I think he's pretty fortunate to have that one. Kyle Shanahan has zero rings and may still have zero rings. Uh, we'll see what happens in, in a week here. And so if you look at it, this, this, this narrative out there that you've got to hire the hot, young, offensive guy, look, um, a lot. D'Amico Ryans is a potential coach of the year candidate. Defense, only three of the last 11 hires have been on the offensive side, offensive coordinator side um, in the NFL for head coach. And if, basically, if you have a hot, young, defensive coach, Mike McDonald was obviously one of the hottest prospects this year. It's just hard to keep um, on either side of the ball. So I think Dan Quinn certainly qualifies as one of the best defensive coordinators in the game and someone who's already taken a team to a Super Bowl. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of reasons to feel like uh, if he can improve on what he did there and learn from what he did there, I'd be very excited if I was a Washington fan. Brian Nemhauser is joining us. He has a blog called Hawk Blogger. You can follow him on X, follow him on Twitter, at Hawk Blogger. It's a Seattle Seahawks blog, and he wrote a story earlier this week uh, titled uh, Dan Quinn's Better Than You Think. Um, I think one of the specific reasons that perhaps a lot of people here 
uh, Brian wanted the hot offensive guys because they're likely going to take a quarterback at number two overall. Um, and if they do that, it's better to have the head coach that you know is going to be here forever rather than the offensive coordinator if they end up having success moving on and then you've got to have another offensive coordinator. But that's not the way they went. They went Dan Quinn, a defensive head coach. So I'm curious if you have thoughts about what Dan Quinn will be looking for in an offensive coordinator. There are a lot of names being circulated. It will be a crucial hire for him, given that they will likely take a quarterback at number two overall. Um, You followed him uh, in Seattle. You followed him after Seattle, clearly. So do you have, you know, a gut feel for the direction he goes OC-wise? Well, there was, uh, this is one of the, you'll appreciate this from a media perspective. There was a reporter for the University of Oregon, you know, a beat reporter for University of Oregon, very small uh, Eugene reporter who said early on weeks ago that Chip Kelly was rumored to be uh, a guy that Dan Quinn had identified as his OC. Um, and there was a lot of talk amongst uh, Seahawks fans and media about was that could that possibly be true? And then sure enough, as I'm sure you've seen uh, since Dan Quinn's uh, been hired by Washington, the rumor has emerged that Chip Kelly is is one of the candidates. So that would be an interesting an interesting decision. Um, one way to uh, maybe have a little bit less uh, chance of someone leaving um, right away is. Just hire a former head coach. A lot of the former head coaches are not necessarily the ones that are getting the next job. Um, and a guy that, you know, came into the league uh, in Philadelphia and, if you look back, had pretty remarkable success with pretty poor quarterbacks. You're talking about Nick Foles. You're talking about Mark Sanchez uh, in Philadelphia that he had top 10 offenses with. Um, and so he's probably learned as well about what, didn't work and why that didn't last. And so if Dan Quinn has identified Chip Kelly as a guy who he thinks he can work with, I think there's reason to believe that might be the answer. And uh, Washington fans certainly have memory of Chip Kelly from his days at Philadelphia. Are you, uh, I mean, you wrote this story as a fan. Are you upset that they didn't hire Dan Quinn versus the Mike McDonald hire? Uh, no, no. I mean, I, even in the article, I, I'm pretty, try to be pretty clear about that, that Mike McDonald's been my top choice from the beginning. And it is, he is a defensive guy. He has the same risks. And the Seahawks are in the same position of potentially looking to hire or, or draft a young quarterback that you want to grow over the next few years, maybe sitting behind Geno Smith. Um, so, yeah, Mike McDonald, for me, he comes with more unknowns, so he has a lower, lower floor. He could be a total disaster, but I think he potentially has a higher ceiling um, because there's some unknowns there, and I think he comes with some real scheme advantage. But, you know, I, I'll be very honest, and I've said this with other folks. I've said it on my show. Um, when I look at all the candidates that got hired, the one guy that I'm like, man, we may regret not having – brought this guy in mainly because of just like people had this narrative out there that this was like a meh hire is Dan Quinn. Um, It's a guy that I've met. I met Pete Carroll's, most of his staff. I met Gus Bradley. Gus Bradley was a golden retriever, uh, you know, high energy, really outgoing. 
Um, Dan Quinn is a mastiff. I mean, this guy is, is he's, he's a great combination between a Nick Saban and a Pete Carroll. He can bring positive energy. He is a great leader, but he's also dead serious, and he builds tough football teams. So, you know, I think this is a really solid hire. I'm very, very happy about Mike McDonald, but Dan Quinn would have been right there, um, right behind him for me. I mean, given what Seattle and ownership and organizationally John Schneider, et cetera, knew about Quinn, why do you think that they didn't take him seriously as a candidate? Oh, I, I do think they took him seriously. I think that it, it's a little bit of a different situation in Seattle. You have to understand that this was a big deal to move on from Pete Carroll, who's sure. been the best coach in Seahawks history. And for Seahawks fans, and maybe for ownership as well, Dan Quinn, even though he's had a massive career and worked for a bunch of different coaches, there's this association of he's you know associated with Pete Carroll and so is this just more of the same? I don't think you have that same issue in Washington. This is, you know, maybe people feel like it because he's on the defensive side of the ball, but Mike McDonald is on the defensive side of the ball as well. So, you know, I think primarily this was John Schneider. This is his one chance to make a new hire. And I think he's rolling the dice on one of these younger, uh, more unknown guys that has hopefully higher upside. And, and so I think uh, he wants to have his own stamp. He does not want this to just be more Pete Carroll, but like under the flag of John Schneider. I think that's the primary reason. Brian, any, um, lastly, you know, because you've been covering them for so long and he's been regarded as a guy that players and coaches alike really respect and love any stories that you have from Quinn's time in Seattle? Um, you know, the things that stand out about Dan Quinn, I'll give you two quick ones. Um, one, you know, very much lesser known, but like part of the, what became that Legion of Boom defense, Dan Quinn, uh, he, in 2009, actually, uh, was a big part of why the Seahawks signed an, an undrafted free agent named Michael Bennett. Mm-hmm. Um, the Seahawks actually, uh, the, the GM at the time, Tim Ruskell, cut him so that the Seahawks could keep two kickers on the roster, of all things. He went to Tampa Bay, uh, had, as, as you probably know, emerged there as a very good player. And then Dan Quinn was the reason. Michael Bennett admitted that he came back to Seattle and essentially completed what was the best defense of, of this generation. Um, not only that, but uh, he inherited a, a defensive lineman named Red Bryant, uh, much less heralded, but he was a defensive tackle. He was underperforming. Dan Quinn went to Pete Carroll and said, we're going to take this 300-pound defensive tackle, and we're going to make him a 4-3 defensive end. There aren't many. There aren't any four or three defensive ends that are 300 pounds, at least at that time, and that was a massive part of how that four three defense that they ran became ex- excellent against the run. Um, and, and these were just innovations that and, and, and relationships that Dan Quinn built uh, that wouldn't have happened. So where Pete Carroll was a secondary coach, Dan Quinn has always been a defensive line guy, and when you can combine those two things. Um, you have something really special. So I, I do think another big hire to watch out for is who he brings in to, to run his secondary. Um, I think that's a, an important hire for him. 
Thank you so much. Uh, really good information. Enjoyed reading your story. Uh, thanks, Brian. Take care. Happy to do it, Kevin. Yep. Brian Nemhauser at Hawk Blogger on Twitter. Um, part, one of the lines in his story, um, he referenced Albert Breer on a podcast talking about Dan Quinn and something that I didn't know, but Ben uh, Brian mentioned uh, briefly, and that is that Nick Saban hired him, uh, loved Dan Quinn when Dan Quinn was a younger coach and hired him when he was the head coach briefly in Miami. Uh, hired him to be his D-line coach. Um, eventually made his way to Seattle, as he mentioned, 2009-2010. Left and actually went to college and clo- coached with Urban Meyer uh, at Florida for a couple of years before returning to coach Seattle in 2013 and 2014 as their defensive coordinator where they were the number one defense by every measure, Uh, yards, points, DVOA, uh, you name it. Uh, The Legion of Boom defense in 2013-2014 led Seattle, obviously, to a Super Bowl win and then a Super Bowl loss, but um, a dominant defensive team. You know, the teams in Atlanta, he had a couple of teams defensively that were pretty good. The 2016 team, however, that went to the Super Bowl really did so much more on the strength of Kyle Shanahan's offense. Uh, They were involved in shootout after shootout uh, during the course of that season, including the Super Bowl. You know, the playoffs that year, 36-20 to over Seattle, who they beat at home. Then they beat the Packers and Aaron Rodgers in the NFC title game, 44-21. to And then, of course, had the 28-3 to lead in the Super Bowl and lost 34-28 to in overtime. Uh, but that team offensively was dominant. Uh, that 2016 team offensively finished in the top three in almost every offensive category. By the way, other than points, yes, they're important, but Atlanta and Washington in 2016 were top two in multiple uh, advanced statistical offensive numbers. Um, But Atlanta was the number one scoring team in 2016. Uh, They were the number two overall in yards, and they were the number one DVOA offense in 2016. Not a great defensive team, though, on the team that he took to the Super Bowl. The next year, it was an outstanding defensive team in Atlanta, and that was one of the reasons they actually were right there with a chance in the postseason. They were a, really a play away uh, from the NFC Championship game uh, that particular season. Uh, they would have ended up playing Minnesota Uh, in the NFC title game in Minnesota. Instead, that Case Keenum team came to Philadelphia um, and lost uh, the NFC title game. But the 2017 team was a good football team led by their defense with Steve Sarkeesian as the offensive coordinator. The 2016 team that went to the Super Bowl was really led by their offense with Kyle Shanahan, and they were not nearly as good defensively. Uh, probably part and parcel to blowing the 28-3 lead. Even though Kyle decided to throw the ball when he probably should have run it, they could have kicked a field goal. Uh, The bottom line is 
Tom Brady still needed to score 25 points consecutively to force overtime and then score again in overtime on the opening drive to win the game. Uh, good perspective from uh, Brian Nemhauser from Hawk Blogger. Uh, we'll get to some Denton news when we come back. Kevin Sheehan Show, the Team 980 to Team980.com. We are also free and live on the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.